This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 571, recorded on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, 2023. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Spring has arrived, maybe pre-summer, I don't know. It's been nice. The wind has been down. We've been on the deck. My voice is a little lower because I've probably been enjoying too many beverages and a few cigars out there. But, of course, we post a show with some world-class show notes out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Don't forget, the, the episode affiliate sponsor is Nespresso, and I appreciate you guys Using that code, a bunch of you have. If you head out to Nespresso.com and use MQU328, you get 40 bucks off your first machine, and then they'll send you a little free capsule dispenser as well. Great way, if you're drinking bad coffee, just stop doing it. It's not worth it. You can easily make pretty good coffee. I shouldn't say pretty good. It's actually pretty great. I enjoy it. I know Brian said he likes it. Uh, Aaron said she likes it. And, uh, so a few of you have tried it as well, by the way, if you've tried it, it's, you're new to it. Shoot me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. I'd love to hear if you've enjoyed it as much as well. Jay, what do you do? Are you a coffee guy or uh, what do you, what do you do for coffee? I am not a coffee guy, sir. I, I do love the way it smells, but I do not like the way it tastes. So I've never, too never bitter? been a coffee guy. Too bitter for you? No, it's just not my yeah. flavor profile. Okay. okay. So bourbon yeah. in the morning is good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, they pour it out in the streets where you live, right? It's, it's, it's basically tap, the water. Around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a spigot a... of your house. You get some, <laughs> some bourbon. That's the, the bourbon sink, spigot, you know, babe. Fresh water and then a bourbon spigot right yeah. on tap right for you there. Where tell, tell for folks who don't know where you live, what, tell, tell us where you reside. Well, I am from Boston, but I am residing in Northern Kentucky, right on the Cincinnati border. My street actually dead ends on the Ohio River. Oh, yeah. So you're super close to Cincinnati, super close to Ohio, but you're right in bourbon country. I am right in the heart of it. My office is smack dab in a triangle between Buffalo Trace, um, Woodford Reserve, and Jim Beam. I mean, I I can see Buffalo Trace from my office. Can you, is it like, is it just available everywhere? It's such a hot commodity in the U.S. Everybody's always hunting down Buffalo Trace. Can you get it like at 7-Eleven or get Quick Trip anywhere, or whatever? Anywhere you want. Any place that <laughs> sells alcohol, you can get some Buffalo Trace. What's your what's your gas station? Everybody, you've got a Sitco, right? Is that a Sitco hat that you have on? This That's is a, a Sitco hat, on. but it says Fenway yeah. because the Fenway yeah. has the Sitco sign that hangs over the park. Right, right. But is there in, in, in Cincinnati, is there, like we have Quick Trip here in the Midwest, is there a, yeah, is they there a have gas some, but they have the typicals. You're, you know, nothing, nothing too fancy. It's more truck okay. stops. Okay. Yeah. So we get the shell stations and the typical gas stations, but most of the stuff is the BPs and the sh- and then you get the Loves truck stops and that type of stuff. Oh, uh, Loves has gotten big. Yeah, they've oh, gotten yeah. big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't introduce him. Jay Franzi is hanging out with us tonight. Franzi and friends. How's the podcast going? What do you, what it, you were doing some new things the last time we chatted. How's that going? We did, and it's going wonderful. It has put a whole new life back into things. What we've done is split the show into, rather than trying to cram everything into one show, 
we basically made two segments and turned them into two feeds. Oh, good. So we have the Jay Franzi show is where I interview people and I'm interviewing people in the entertainment industry and we get um, stories and stuff of behind the scenes, things that you would never find anyplace else. So I interview and like I had a comedian on last week and that was a really, a really good time. And he told me all about how he got to start and what it was like behind the scenes in, in that world. Yeah. But typically, we have people in the music industry. That's where okay. I've worked for 30 years. So nice. I had Reba McIntyre's guitar player. Um, one of the Oak Ridge boys came on the other day. So we talked to them, and they just tell stories that we wouldn't normally hear, you know, what it's like on the road or how they how they do things be, be, before the curtain goes up. Okay. So it's that type of stuff. And then Frenzy mm-hmm. and Friends is basically – we call it a leadership show, but it's a leadership in the entertainment industry where we talk to people who, who work in the in entertainment industry and we offer up more of a educational show. We talk about how to do things behind the scenes and stuff. Is that still you and Fola? Are you guys still doing that together? It's not, it's myself and a girl named Jenny Wick. Oh, so okay. Jenny Wick is a, I met her in Nashville. She was a producer engineer in Nashville she has now moved to the West Coast, and she is doing fitness stuff. She mm. she has a fitness show, and um, she's a fitness coach. Still does all the production stuff, but she's a fitness coach, and she also rides motorcycles. So she's got th- three YouTube channels, and she keeps wow. up with them all. She's got nice. more energy than one person needs. If uh, folks wanted to listen, where can they find both? com. J-A-Y-F-R-A-N-Z-E.com. Good to have you back tonight. Big thanks to our friend Mark Robson, who joined us last week. And Jay, you were in the chat room asking some questions of of, of Mark. It's an important time of the year, right? Getting ready for grilling. And did you you take away anything from that show? Was there anything you... You well, yes, out, okay. I, I asked the question. I, I am not the, the cook in the house. My wife definitely handles all of that, even the grilling. Um, but she was complaining. We bought a new grill when we bought in, when we moved into this house. That was two, two and a half years ago at this point. And the grill is very nice. But lately, every time she's turned it on, it's low flame and she'll just be cooking something as normal. And all of a sudden the food catches on fire. Mm. And I asked about that on her behalf, and it seems like a very easy solution to to fix. So I, I was telling her about it, and we're going to go ahead and try that on our our next go around with the grill. Was it the tents? Yes. Uh, the, the, oh, good. That metal tent and yeah, the build up under it. Yep. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and take a look at that and make sure it's all cleaned out, and we're going to let cool. it burn for. Uh, we're going to just turn it on and let it burn for a few, you know, yeah. a few hours, but a good period of time before we get a half hour, get it hot. On. Yeah. Get something hot, burn some of that stuff off. I, I find sometimes when I'm cleaning it, you know, it dislodges some stuff and that'll cause some flare ups. Look, I think a lot of folks just cook too hot, to be honest. And so uh, you get, if you can get the flame down, the other thing I've used is those, um, they have little rocks that are, they're, they're like, they're like pressed concrete, but they're, they're like dominoes is what they are. And I, I put those over my burner. And so the flames have to come up through the rocks first. Now you got to let it preheat a little bit because you got to get the rocks warm so that they're radiating the heat, but it kind of keeps the flare ups down as well. And actually in some cases I've done both. I put the rocks on the bottom and then I've put those little tents on top to just kind of help 
dissipate some of the grease that uh, that comes off some of the you know comes off some yeah, of the meat. I've never so seen anything like it goes. Yeah, yeah. Never seen the food catch on fire. Uh, I mean, unless you're well, turning that flame right, up. Right. Yeah. Well, you've never cooked bacon straight on the grill then, because that catches no. fire every time. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Well, the only reason we do it is because every uh, every Thanksgiving I cook turkeys and I bacon wrap them, and then. My cast iron grates are dried out, you know, four, five, six hours of smoking a turkey. Those grates get dried out. So I take the bacon off and put it right on the grill and it reseasons the grill. But that thing catches fire every time because it's, it's bacon. Like it's supposed right. to catch fire, right? So I have to be uh, I have to be super careful with it. Well, I'm glad you pulled something from that, Mark. Thanks for uh, joining us. I think he bought uh, he was talking on the show that. He was looking at a couple Komodo or the the insulated grills that, and I think he bought two already. So he he <laughs> after the show he bought a few more. The ones he had were were uh, getting a little long in the tooth, and uh, and he bought a new one as well. So Mark, thanks for coming on. Always great to have you, and uh, always reminding me that I need to grill a little bit more. Big thanks to our Patreon subscribers as well. If you're a Patreon subscriber to the show, thank you. Thanks for doing that. We got one plan. It's five bucks. Super easy. If you want to jump in and jump in on the team, that always helps like uh, having your support. Some folks want to give back Jay for a lot of years. I didn't even offer an option to support the show. And I had some folks say, Hey, I really want to give back. Can you just make a way to do it? We did PayPal for a while, but Patreon was a super easy way to do it. You can do it for one month or forever, whatever you want to do. Check it out. The average slash Patreon. Jay, uh, tonight I want to talk a little bit about fire pits. You had a fire pit question, and two years ago I built a fire pit in my backyard, and uh, I built it on a slope, and I, we kind of built it in the hill, and I thought that'd be all right, and then we started going out there and sitting. You know, we take the chairs out there, and the slope was just enough that if you, you know, after you've maybe had a few and you raise your hand up to do something, it you tip over, your center of balance would be a little <laughs> off. You tip over. I, I, Sammy, uh, did that, ran into me and, you know, we, we ended up, we ended up on the ground. It's not bad, but my wife said, you know, it'd be kind of nice if we kind of leveled that out. So I've been spending some time, uh, over the last, I don't know, four or five, six weeks putting in landscaping timbers to, so then I can start leveling out that area. We'll move some dirt around and move it. Just get that level, some wood chips on it, some rock and some of those kinds of things kind of gives me something to do. But you, you're you, you're you got some questions about fire pits, so I wanna I wanna say you're thinking about this. What, what tell me a little bit about what you want and what you're trying to achieve with an outdoor fire pit? Because they're they're super technical now. This is the crazy thing. Fire pits used to spend a hundred bucks. You put wood in it, it burned. Now they're like five hundred bucks, and they do all kinds of cool things. So tell me what you're looking for. Well, that's good to know because I would just go out and throw a bunch of rocks down and tell my wife, there we go. Uh, yeah, for sure. for sure. Again, not my specialty. I'm from Boston. There, we don't do fire pits in our yards mm -hmm, in Boston. Mm -hmm. But my wife being from the south, we, we she's always had things like that. And I'm new here. We, we bought the house in Kentucky, and we're lucky. Our house backs up to one of those neighborhood lakes. You know, it's not a big lake. It's just a neighborhood community lake. Yeah, yeah. But it's a, a nice, pretty view, and it'd be nice to sit out there. So we have a back deck and a back patio, similar to what you have. Our deck is up, you know, a few chairs in our grill. And then the patio, we have a couple more chairs, and we have 
a fire pit, but it's one of those portable ones. And it's nice to have, but it's propane. Yeah. And, and oh, for whatever yeah. reason, the propane we have, it does not get tucked under the fire pit. So okay. it has to have a tube out. And so you can see the propane yeah. tank. Yeah. Um, and it just gets in the way. My kids trip over the hose and all that stuff. But our backyard is, it's not that that long from our house to the water. It's maybe 20 or so feet. But the yard goes out flat for the most part. But once you get towards the water, it does have a little bit of a slant to it, a little drop off. Not a big one, but enough, like you said, that you would notice it. Yeah. So what I would like to do is put a, not just the stones on the ground. I would like to, to build up maybe three or four brick level mm -hmm. stones up, nice typical circular pit and build it into that slant. So kind of carve out a flat area into that slant enough where we could have some Adirondack chairs and sit around it. Yeah. So there has to be enough room between the, the retaining wall that I guess we would need. Right. Right. And the fire pit to have a chair and have enough room for your legs and that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Do you have any, um, I, I looked for regulations from, you know, city Bellevue city regulations, like, Hey, I'm putting a fire pit in my backyard. It needs to be a certain distance from things. Do you have any of that kind of, do you know, have you looked, do you have any kind of regulations or anything? You know, I, I don't know. Um, I have not looked, but it is Kentucky. And <laughs> every one of my neighbors seems to have some sort of fire yeah. pit in their backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And one of the neighbors across the water, they they have the literal just big stones in a circle and they just throw wood in the middle of it. So nothing fancy. Okay. My neighbor okay. right next door to me makes us look bad because he's got the real nice one. So he's cool. like, well, you can come over and use it whenever you want. Like, that's great, <laughs> no, I want to do it on my property. I want one of my own. <laughs> right, right. Do, um, do you have access to, like, when, when you're talking about the slope, do you have access to uh, how much dirt are you removing? If you're going to let, well, there's two ways to do this, right? One would be remove dirt. The other would be build a retaining wall and fill it in, right? So you're trucking dirt in or you're trucking, you know, something in to kind of fill in that space. Do you have you have access to any of that kind of equipment or anything to make that a little oh, bit no. easier? Okay. No. Okay. Um, okay. I'm sure my neighbors have things that we could use. Yeah. Um, however, what I'm looking to do is remove dirt. Okay. And, it, and okay. we're not talking a lot. We're talking maybe yeah. a foot. So okay. I'm, I'm sure still... I could go out there with a shovel if I needed. Well, it's surprising how, like, how I, I've been out digging in my, you know, I'm doing what you're talking about right now. And, you know, uh, half an hour of digging, you know, you're like, man, I'm glad I'm not a ditch digger. Right. That's, you know, my parents always told me, you know, if you don't do good, get good grades, you're going to dig right. ditches the rest of your life. Right. And I was like, whatever, it can't be that hard. Uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard. We, we've been putting footers in, we're removing dirt. That was, all, that's what I decided to do too. And well, some build up, some removal and we've been putting footers in. So I've been digging a little bit. It's good workout. That's actually, it's one of those kinds of things where you're like, well, okay, I can, uh, uh, you know, moving a shovel around is a little bit, uh, a little bit of work, but you know, pace yourself in that. Okay. So, um, I built my fire pit first and I think my advice to you would be build the platform first. So go in and kind of determine. And the, one of the things I kind of figured out or what we did here was to, 
I built it into the grass and then we kind of used it for a couple of years. And I wanted to see how much grass did I kill? Like, so that would tell me like, how wide do I need to have this thing to, to really make it? And we put in a three foot fire pit, you know, we bought one of those three foot, like horse watering, you know, you, you, you throw that thing down, it's three foot in diameter. That's, that's a little wide for, uh, I mean, you can, you can buy these kits. Like you could go to your big box store and buy a kit that's got the stone and the circle three foot's a little big. I mean, how big do you want this thing to be? Do you think? You know, I didn't, I didn't think about it, but I'm going to guess it probably would be about three foot. Do they, you say it's a little big, so I'm assuming that means they're smaller. Well, yeah, 24, so 36, 24. My yard's not that big. Okay, okay. Well, the the thing, the question I have for you is, what's your access to wood? Like, do you have really good, I mean, do you have wood to spare? Are you having to buy it? No, Are I'd, you having, I'd be buying it. Okay, so, well, smaller is better, right? Because if you're just looking for the ambiance of a fire pit, right? In you go three foot, I found man, I burn a lot of wood. That's a lot of space to kind of keep the keep the flame going. A twenty-four, a thirty or a twenty-four inch ring is probably you're probably better off, right? Getting that uh uh getting a little bit smaller of a ring. Less rock, less dirt to move. Um, and then I found keeping about seven to eight feet around the outside of the pit is kind of a nice you know, you can, if the fire gets really hot, you can kind of move back from it. If it's not, if it's not hot enough, you can kind of move up to it. So you said so, seven or eight feet. Yeah. Seven, eight feet is kind of what I, what I, the nice thing about that is that if you're using timber, landscaping timber to, or anything to go around it, generally those come in eight foot increments. So you, you're using full length, uh, you know, you're using a full length timber or whatever. Pretty easy. Again, I I used I kind of wanted to see how much space we're using. Think about a chair you're taking out there. Right, it takes up three 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 you know about three or four feet of space with you in it. Right. I pulled up pictures. Adirondack chairs are large, and yeah. then yeah, you know, considering whatever the fire pit size is, say the three foot or or a little smaller. Then the chairs you need you probably would need about eight feet around it. And yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm envisioning the neighbors one right now and I, I can't imagine that being more than three feet. I don't think yeah. they have more than I think they sit on the retaining wall. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that that is another I'm building in some benches to the hillside of my retaining wall so that you know, I gotta have the retaining wall there anyways. So I'm gonna build that up and put some benches on it. But those are seven seven and a half, eight feet away from the that way you can sit out there if you want to, if you can get, we can bring chairs in and get closer to it if you want to. So some things to consider the, the, the big box stores, Lowe's home Depot, they almost always have Menards in our area. Yeah. We have they almost always there. have, do you guys have Menards there? Yeah. They, they have kits often that you can buy that come with all the block and in a ring. Now, one of the things, one of the things I liked about buying a, I bought a three foot diameter by, oh, I don't know how high that is, whatever this is, 18 inches, 24 inches. I, it's something high. Um, 
So this is where the technology comes in. When I was putting this thing together, so I cleared out a spot and then I actually did this thing where you lay concrete dry. I don't know if you've ever done that before. I put the concrete down. So I got two bags of concrete, put them inside the ring. So poured them in, leveled it out. And then I just sprayed water on it. You know, a lot of folks want to put the concrete in the, the wheelbarrow and then you got to churn it and churn it and churn it and then pour it out and then make a flat surface. No, it's a lot easier. Just take that concrete, put it on the ground in a form dry, then just gently start spraying water over it until it's soaked. You're not putting a shed on this thing. You're not putting a, you know, you're, you're putting a fire pit on this thing. And I did want a firm base on the bottom of my, of my fire pit, right? I wanted that. So I, I don't know exactly what they call that, but I call it like dry laying concrete, put it down first, then just gently water it until it's completely wet and then it'll firm up nicely for you. It saves you the hassle of having to, you know, dig, you know, turn that concrete over. Does that make sense? Yes. So, and then uh, what, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm just trying to think this through. So you're talking about if you've got the say eight feet and then plus the two to three feet, you're looking at up to 11 feet in diameter. Yeah. 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 So, well, actually I'm, I'm talking about eight feet from the, from the fire pit on, out. So it's actually 16 or right. more, a 20 foot diameter, right? The, the concrete, my, my entire yard. Well, okay. But you have to decide, like, you have to kind of think like, again, that you're going to take up that space if you build this pit and then it's, you know, there's no, there's not enough space to sit around it. Right. You know, what, so this is, this is Jay, honestly, this is why I built the pit first. I wanted to see how we'd use it. Right. Now, when we use it, the whole family is out there. I need to have a pretty wide, I need to have a pretty wide. Yeah. The, the other thing I did, instead of doing a square around the fire pit, I did an octagon so that you're kind of bringing in the sides. So instead of it going all the way out square, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of area. I, I kind of not a circle, but an octagon around the fire pit to kind of get, to kind of save a little bit of space. So that might be something you might want to think about as well. I'm just trying to picture the ones that are around me, like my my neighbor that's literally right next door to me. They yeah. have a, a boat dock on one side of theirs, and then they have the fire pit, which is they've got a bench on the side that's where the water is. So mm -hmm. you literally just have a bench, and then it goes to water. Mm -hmm. And then on the side that's closest to their house is a – just a maybe a half a foot or a foot retaining wall. Yep. And it just does a semicircle. And, but the semicircle probably only leaves a foot, foot and a half from that wall to the Ooh. fire pit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to, this is one of those things like your own, the way you use it kind of dictates what you want, how much space you have. Right. I, I to, like your idea. I want more space. Yeah. I want to be able to have yeah. the chairs. Right. And have room, you know. Yes. Yeah. Be out yeah. there and have a glass of bourbon when, when right. you come by and visit. And then when you're not here, my kids can be out there with s'mores. <laughs> no, right on. They That is, that's kind of what we wanted too. I, I would, you know, this is one of those areas where a little bit of mocking up and a little bit of planning, you know, you could get 
you could kind of mock up some spaces, say, Hey, here's how big my fire pit's going to be. I'm going to lay out, I bought, you know, $3 string and I, and some, you know, some $5 nails and started like putting string, a mock-up of it around it to be like, okay, does this seem kind of right? You know? And if you're listening to this and you're wondering like, where's the home gadget in this gadgetry, hang tight. I got some home gadgetry stuff coming. You got (laughs) to, got to get the base there first, right? You got to get this fire pit in there. So you got to kind of figure out, I think, mock it up a little bit. And you also kind of need to decide, I think, and this is where as you're thinking about your fire pit, it doesn't necessarily need to be a permanent one, right? You could go with uh, with a, you know, you could just go with some in a 24 by 24 block. You could go with a standard $150 fire pit that you buy at any big box store. You just throw the wood in, right? You could go, you could go fancy. You could do the same thing and get a solo stove, right? Or get any of those solo stove knockoffs where it sits out there when you're not using it, you put the cover over the top of it and you're not into any infrastructure. You can still level the place out, right? To get it level the way you want it. But it it doesn't mean you have to build a rock fire pit to get it done, right? The, the nice thing about that, one, those solo stoves are super efficient. They're a little expensive, but they're super efficient. They get you great heat, and there's a lot of options with them, right? There's the, Recently, they've started selling these tops for them where you, you put this, you know, it's like, think of it like a giant plate. You just put it on top of that, and it reflects the heat kind of out to you. So instead of all that heat going up into the air, comes up goes up comes around. out right so yeah you can kind of feel a little bit of it so there's kind of an advantage uh, in in the solo space too those you get a little more efficiency in those I'll I'll talk in a second here of how I built my in ground one to be like a solo stove but you could go you know you could go that that route there's solo or the knockoffs I've written some articles about solo stoves at the average guy.tv but you could go that route as well. And then the nice thing is every couple, well, it's nice and it's not nice. Every couple of years you replace it <laughs> in some regards, right? That gives you a chance to try things new. In others, you're like, I don't know if I want to drop three or 400 bucks every couple of years because they say they last. But if you leave them out there. Right. They weather. Right. Yeah, they do. They weather pretty. So I think that's another decision to make is. You know, once you got the area cleared out and you got it flat, do you want to build something in or do you just want to put a pad down, you know, and and throw a throw a, you know, throw a solo stove or whatever on top of it? I know. What what are you what are you thinking as, you, as I present those to you? What are your thoughts? I, I like the idea of having the built in stone one. I want okay. it to look like it's it was built in to be part of the landscaping, part of the house. Yeah. The permanent fixture. Okay. So that's actually easy. It's easier than you think, right? Again, you can buy one of these kits, these stores buy kits, or the landscaping blocks that you buy, those concrete blocks that you buy, they naturally make a circle. <laughs> so if you're so, have. yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, they, they, that's what they're kind of designed for, right? So what I like about a metal insert, whether it's 24 or 30 or 36 inches, this metal insert that goes in, what I like about that is it gives you some solo stove options. 
So you put that down first on your platform, however you decide to do that. I, I did mine stone concrete. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did mine with concrete. Then actually, once it dried, I punched some holes through it so water could, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't become a swimming pool, right? You know, I just took my drill and, right. Right? and we're, we're only talking about an inch to a half, to an inch and a half. And this isn't a four inch concrete slab. This is just enough concrete to get kind of a base that's firm. And then the solo stove concept is this. You have air coming in from the bottom and air coming in from the top. It's really not that, it's not that hard. When you put the, the concrete blocks around it, you just leave a little space so air can come in through those blocks. As that fire heats up, superheats the air that's coming up the sides, comes up in over the top. There's a thousand videos on this on how that works. I just punched some holes in the bottom of that metal piece that I bought. And then it kind of creates that solo stove concept uh, where it, it gets super efficient. Now, again, mine's 36 inches, takes a lot of wood. So think about your size, you know, the size on that. But the, the concrete block, the only thing that you need to think about is getting, when you're gluing those blocks together, just get some glue that can, that's heat rated, right? It's going to get a little warm on the other side. See, not tip, what, not not very hard. What I was thinking, and tell me if I'm anywhere close, I was going to find the size of the area I want in, in the yard. I was going to make it flat, level it out. And if there there is going to be a little bit of a lip, it might be half a foot to a foot that I might have to just put a little bit of brick or stone around yeah. it to yep. Yep. just for cosmetics. Yep. Yep. So I'll have the flat area. And then I was just, I was going to, you know, flatten it down to the dirt. Then I was going to put a layer of sand down. Could, yep. Mm -hmm. Then I was going to go ahead and put the metal piece you're referring to. And then put the stone around the metal piece. And then if my wife wanted for the cosmetics of it again, then put the stone on the sand and build build that as our, our yeah. platform. Yep. Yeah. So use concrete instead of sand. So put it down, like treat it like you would sand, you know, get a, get a, you know, you know, get a, just a regular, you know, uh, quick dry, you know, whatever right. the, yeah, you use for fence posts, some of those kinds of things, because the difference is that sand is going to shift over time. But with that, if you put concrete down first to hold those and then put the blocks in and then spray it down with water, all that stuff will lock in. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It, it actually works out pretty well. It, you know, depending on how thick you make it and it will depend depending on how long it'll last, but that sand, I'm not a big fan of it. Well, I'm just not a big fan. The fire pits that I've seen and I've not seen a lot, but I've seen yeah. enough. The sand and the stone over it look like the fancier ones. Yeah. But I like the idea of concrete being yeah. a more permanent fixture. Yep. But a lot of people are just, you know, putting, digging, digging out the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Putting rock around it and yep. calling it a pit. Yeah. No, you could do that too. Like you could do that too. You can get as fancy or as simple with this thing as you want. Right. I, I knew that I wanted a hard surface underneath it. I've laid enough of those concrete blocks to know that. They sit nicely if you can get them in a bed of concrete. And then sometimes I've mixed the concrete in advance. Sometimes I've just put the concrete in. And then when I'm done, sprayed it down and it locks it in. It's kind of a nice way. 
you know, the nice way about laying those bricks dry is you can tap them down, get them all nice and straight, get that, get that first layer down the way you like it. Then you just take a misting, you know, take your hose, just mist it down for, See, you know, me half think. an hour. Oh. So what about the idea of the built-in bench style seating versus chairs or the half and half? Yeah, I'm going to do both. So the hillside is going to have bench seats that if you just, you're just out there and you just want to sit on them, that's fine. But it's going to be wide enough that I can bring chairs in if I want to as well. So that would be huge. It's pretty, well, it's eight feet, eight feet. Dot, I mean, it's eight feet from the, from, from the, the fire pit. The pit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good size. See, if I was thinking like that, I would think that you would have the built-in seating as a horseshoe or on the one side, say the house side, and then leave it open on the water side yeah. and have a couple yeah. Adirondack chairs out there. Yep. For you that. could do it that way too. You could, you could mix and match. It depends on your, it totally depends on what you want, what you're looking for. There's no right way. It, the right way is the way you want to do it, right? But yeah, that would lend itself some built-in seating on the hillside. <laughs> um, built-in seating on one side, chairs on the other. You get the best of both worlds then at that point. One of the things you want to think about, though, from a tech perspective, right, on this, do you want power out there? You know, I wasn't thinking about it, but if now that you're mentioning it, I could probably see the, I could see the benefit of having it. Yeah, uh, sure. Sometimes, I mean, lighting in particular. Do you, what? What else do you think? I always think of you know putting some low low voltage power or even Christmas lights. You know, right. those the, those right. You can plug those in super cheap to be able to get that that kind of stuff, but it's a consideration. The other consideration is a little bit of solar. So you could, you're in a part of the country. It doesn't freeze as much as it does here. You could have a battery that runs these lights, right? That's out there in a, in a little solar panel. And so instead of having to run wires. Let me tell you what we they, have out there now. Yeah. Yeah. We have the, the patio outsliding door. You have a patio, maybe 10 by 10, 12 by 12. And then directly above it, we have the deck. So you come out a slider on the top level and you get a deck. So if you're on the patio along the bottom, you have those Edison-style bulbs that hang down. Mm -hmm. On the top along the railing are more of what your Christmas style that you're talking yeah, about. Christmas but they're style. LEDs. Yeah. Right. right. Then they go around the, the banner. They kind of swirl around the banner. And then we also have a... A wall, just a decorative wall to kind of separate from the utilities type stuff. And that has the growth leaves growing up at whatever that, mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what mm -hmm. kind of leaves are on it, but it's yeah. growth. And my wife has got lights in there that trickle down through throughout, and those are solar. So the Edison bulbs and the LEDs plug in, and the lights and the, the leaves are solar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could, I mean, just a decision to make on like, do I want to put a little solar panel out by the fire pit that runs the lights out here? Or do I want to run a, you know, do I want to snake in? Because this is something you want to put in before you build all this stuff. Right. right. You want to like, 
hey, where's the power? I'm going to run some conduit. I'm going to bring it up in a certain spot, and that's going to be where the lights are going to generate from. And then, yeah, maybe even a switch on them so you can turn those on and off as you go. The, the other thing to think about, Jay, on this is, and these have gotten super popular over the last couple of years, it's just those individual lights that you just put in the ground. They got a solar panel on right. the top. I've yeah, only found two. they last a couple of years, right? I've only yeah. found those last a couple of years. But that's another way of getting easy lighting around, you know, kind of around this thing to make it work. So you get, if you're going to run cable or wire, that's the decision you want to make early because you want to run that conduit before you, you know, you want to have that in and up. Yeah. Before you do, you do too much work. No, so. it's in an area which that would make sense in my house because it's on the side of the power and we could do that. And then yeah. I think to myself too, are we overthinking that? Do we, I mean, the whole point of having the pit is to go out there with a beer and not have, you know, <laughs> yeah, but power other no, than lights. <sighs> I'll say the lights would be lights? nice ambiance. <laughs> They but, are nice. I could picture my kids wanting to plug in the iPad, and next thing you know, we're out there, <laughs> and we got technology going. Yeah, which isn't bad. It's, it's not, not bad, bad if I'm by myself. It, I'll it's tell not you, bad. A side note: You want to take a tangent real quick? I went outside the other day. I forget what my kid needed. Something. It was during the day, and I work from home most of the time. So I went out to the patio, and my wife was walking with the kid outside, and they left. I'm like, I'm just going to stay here. I just got my laptop and I stayed on the patio and sat there and worked yeah. for the rest of the day. Yeah. And I was like, this is awesome. I'll just do this. Like you said, the weather has been beautiful. So. Yeah. No, it's in the spring. This is when you start thinking about like, oh, and then it gets the bugs come out. Right. In a couple of weeks. And then the heat. Right? Yeah. Well, here's the other thought about running power. And, and I didn't realize this till I started doing this on my deck, but I bought this TV for the yes. deck. And. You know, if you're, if you're, if you do your seating right, you could have a TV mount. You don't keep the TV out there full time. Right. It's just a TV mount. And so you run power out to it. And can your Wi-Fi reach that far out there into the, into the fire pit? Do you think? I would say okay. yes. Okay. For sure. For so it's a, like, it's 150 bucks to get a 32 inch TV out right. there that you can just bring out to the fire pit. You know, you want to get it far enough away. It's you know, heat and some of those kinds right. of things. But how nice is that to have the TV on? You know, sports, whatever, whatever you whatever you enjoy. Well, I could picture that. That's what I was thinking when when you first mentioned power. I was like, oh, there's that TV idea. Yeah, because I can think of multiple purposes, right? So you sit in there, you get chairs facing the water, so you get your fire pit on the other side of the fire pit, like on the water side. You have a you could have a pole, a mount. And put the TV on it, and like you said, you watch a game or you do something like that out there. You can watch my Bruins disappoint me, make me cry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can sit out there yeah. and watch, watch a uh, bad game. And um, then my kids, if they have their friends over or sleep over or whatever, you just put a movie up there for them. Right, right. So they can be yeah. out there with s'mores in a movie. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's surprisingly easy now. To get a TV out there, they're light. You I you buy a really like that idea, Jim. Yeah, you buy a universal mount. They're all the same, and they're cheap on on Amazon. And this is what I did. I put a mount on the deck. It just stays out there. I dub my TV doubles as my treadmill TV. So when I'm I'm rarely on the deck and on the treadmill at the same time. So 
Like, I'm you know, really it, on the it, treadmill. <laughs> that's true as well. Um, but that's where it sits. Same mount. I can just lift it off one. I don't, I don't permanently mount. I just right. lift it off one, take it out to the deck, put it on. Plug, there's a plug right there that I mounted. Plug it right in. It's Wi-Fi enabled. It picks up, you know, whatever, whatever I have. I use channels, but, and I can watch, you know, football on the weekends or whatever. Hmm. What, one of the other considerations to think too, if you're going to run power out there, is speakers. Right. You might want to think through and you got a couple options. You could you could there's a lot of great outdoor speakers. Or you can pick up a pair of Bluetooth enabled, you know, bows or whatever, fill in the blank. Uh that would give you, you know, so either you're taking it out there with you each time, because the TV, the TV speaker is not going to be good enough. And sometimes you want music, or you're carrying it out with you each time. So that's kind of a I think that's kind of a decision you have to make. Many people take out, I mean, I have that little Bose, uh, I forget right. the, the model on that thing that works out pretty well, that's um, what we but know. that's another consideration, right? Yeah, I definitely have the Bluetooth speakers already, so okay. that that's good, and they're really nice ones. I mean, they're they're definitely powerful enough to, to yeah. fill it up outside, but yeah, no, I, I'm really liking the idea of the TV and the mount. Yeah. And if, yeah. if you've got um, the concrete or the that you're talking about the cements you can fix a, a mount right in it yeah you could yeah yeah you could i wouldn't the, the i like to use the concrete around the fire pit only i don't try to make it the whole platform the rest of the platform i use just for the the concrete is really for the fire pit the base of the, the fire pit three and the foot block. diameter pit yeah 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 what 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 you may want to think about, and this has been kind of cool, um, is to put a pole up, and they just they now have you know a lot of people would just dig up dig a hole, put a post in it, put concrete in it, but they got this they got some really cool um, uh, foam options now for ten bucks, twelve bucks. You could pick up a foam, you break it, you rub it over your leg to mix it up, you pour it in. I actually did the front yard this way with our uh, railing that goes down, and I actually liked it better than the concrete. You know why I like it? Because you can cut it off at the ground level because it, you know, it comes up. Right. You can cut it off at the ground level, <laughs> you know, and or cut it below the ground level, throw a little bit of dirt on top of it and never even see it. I, I like that idea, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's ready. It's ready in like two, an hour. I was just know. thinking about like putting in a new mailbox or something, you could just yeah. use something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Super cool tech that allows you to, and it, you know, regardless of the hole that you, you know, you know, concrete's heavy, right. You know, and I, if I have to mix it now, you can do the post thing with the concrete too, or you just pour it in, put water right. in. It does just fine. Right. You can do it that way as well. But, um, you know, you think about your seating then, and you're, then you're thinking, okay, I need to think about where I'm going to run power probably want to bring power up where the TV is going to be. And then I want the TV to be in the optimal place for where maybe we have the chairs or maybe where you have the, you know, the other seating or whatever. Right. But think through that in advance. So you've, cause that's the first thing you run is the power well, out think, there and then start moving stuff around. I think that would be an easy decision because the, the water is the, the view it's the focal point. Mm-hmm. And the mount for the TV would go right in that smack dab where the water is. So you never change your focal point. 
You're right. out there to sit around and look at water. Or you're out there to watch a game. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one of the things sense. I, I would, one of the things I might, I, I might do is, uh, a mock that up as well. Get an extension cord, plug it into the deck or wherever, bring a TV out there, mock it up in some places at the time of the day you think you're going to be out there and say, okay, is this, cause you never know, like, am I going to get a glare off this? Is it going to block that? Is it, is this really going to work in the play? It'll look, it'll look silly. Trust me. It looks silly, but <laughs> kind of mock it up me. first. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it, you, you know, you're just trying it for a night or two or an afternoon or whatever. I, I put mine, you know, first we, I started thinking about it. It was in a sunny spot. And during the afternoon when I want to watch football, I couldn't see the TV. And so I needed it to be in a shady spot. Now the TV is still pretty bright, but I wanted it to be in a shady, shadier spot so I could see it better. I think if I was looking at the water, the sun it comes up and down on the two sides. So right. it would be on the side of the TV. Yeah. Well, again, it's something, just try it before you kind of make a decision on like, cause you don't, the reflection coming off the water or is there, you know, whatever, right? I don't know your conditions, <laughs> Next but it'd be good to try. Canopy. <laughs> <laughs> We've got well, everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, it's funny you mentioned a canopy. I just saw a, Menards was running a sale on a 10 by 10 canopy that you can set up pretty easily, bolt down to the deck, and it could be a cover for it. It Do you, I mean, uh, realistically, are you going to be out there when it's raining? I don't know. Are you? Yeah. It, well, and it, of course, you got a fire going. So you'd have to, you have to account for that, right? Kind of deal. But um, you might get the occasional it, snowfall where that might be nice. But yeah. Yeah, well, you know, then just put a jacket on. But the, uh, you know, the, um, I do, I do like the TV uh, option. I don't know. We got a few folks in chat tonight. What other tech gadgets would you guys be thinking of if we think about out on the deck, some of those kinds of things that might, that might benefit as we think from a technology perspective? Jay, throw those in chat. We'll bring them in here in just a second. Yeah, please um, give me as many ideas as you can because this is going to be a, a a pretty hefty project. But I want—I mean, for me, it's going to be a pretty hefty project. But I want to knock it out at the beginning of the the season here. Right, right. Yeah, uh, you know, and you—you've got it. Listen, the the moving the dirt is probably the hardest part. After that, everything goes pretty fast. I mean, I once I dug my fire pit in, got the base down. The rest of it's, you know, you're done in an hour or two. Um, yeah. and, and so it goes, um, it goes pretty fast. W one of the other things I would consider on this, um, do you have, uh, do you have a camera in your backyard that, that, that is watching over that area or no? No. Okay. I mean, I we have, I have a camera. I have a camera on my back deck. One of the things I didn't realize is just how many alerts I'm going to get while I was out there. So, you know, kids coming in and out, you're out on the deck all the time. Uh, just a consideration um, uh, for that. Br uh, Brian says outdoor lighting, string lights connected to a smart outdoor outlet. Okay, Brian, great suggestion. Jay, one of the things I've done for the shed, so I ran power out to the shed, but I don't want it running all the time. They do make really cool now uh, um, an Energizer, you know, the battery company, right. actually makes this Wi-Fi enabled outdoor plug 
So you can, you know, as you're thinking about, okay, how, how do I, how do I want to power this thing? Do I want it to be on a switch? Now for me, when I'm in the shed, I want to be able to turn that power on and off from my phone. Like I can literally just in the shed, turn it on, turn it off from my phone. That's a nice, it, it's a nice feature to be able to, to control that. You might want to think through like, as I am powering this, do I want a physical switch? Do I want it to be smart? If it's going to be smart, it's going to be outside. You'll have a little extra expense on that. I don't know. Any thoughts around that? Well, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about it. The Everything I would need would be on that side of the house. So I think I'm in good shape there. And I think if I run a conduit out to that area, like you said, ahead of time, I think I'd be in good shape as well. And I like the idea of being able to flick on the lights from inside the house. So if my wife's in the kitchen or if we're down in that area, just hit the switch, lights are on outside. But I do also like the idea of putting them on a, you know, some sort of smart outlet where you can do it from your phone too. So if you are out at the pit and it gets dark and you forgot, you don't have the lights on yet, or maybe even a timer. Yeah, a time with a smart switch. Alex says, you know, do a smart switch relay in an outdoor enclosure. You could, you could, you know, you can get a big, uh, you know, big plastic enclosure for power, and then your smart switch is in there. One of the nice things about that, do you guys are you a Google or Amazon uh, voice? Yes, um, we, we family have at all. One of each. Okay. But the biggest one in the, the house is the the Amazon one. Yeah. So go with if you went with a smart switch, instead of having to wire a switch in the house or figure that out, the fire pit could be voice enabled. Hey, a lady, turn right. on the fire pit. Right? Turn off the fire pit. Right. I mean, yeah, that's that would pretty be cool. Funny. Right? <laughs> Uh, I never thought having a fire pit would have so many decisions to have. <laughs> well, and, I mean, listen, you can throw some rocks on the ground and throw some wood in there and fire it up. You can do that. You, you yeah, don't have I wanted, to. I want know, it to yeah. look nice because. Right, right. Yeah, I want it to be part of the, the property. I mean, we bought the house and we, we went through the effort of trying to find a nice house. I want it to be a nice area. I, um, I've been looking for pictures here. I think I found something similar oh. to what I want. Okay, share that. Go ahead and share that on the screen, and we'll audio folks. Sorry about that. You can check us out uh, at youtube.com slash Jim Collison. I think we'll get you to the video on this one if you want. But but the big image there that's selected is kind of what I was thinking about. But instead of having those those big tiles as the the ground, it would be sand and then kind of like a brick tile. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. You could do that. That would see to me this like if you're you know we're looking at the picture all the way to the right, the the permanent seating on the right side is a little close for me. Like you get a fire going, you, you know. Again, this is where I you, you almost want to, you know. I, I know I told you not to do this, but you almost want to build the pit first so you get a feel of like how does this thing heat up. How am I going to use this thing? What's it going to look like? And then put the landscaping in around it once you know the kind of how it acts, 
right? I, I can't imagine anybody sitting on that permanent seating for a long period of time. <laughs> it seems a little close, doesn't it? It, it seems close and it seems hard yeah. and there's nothing to lean back right. on. Right, right. So and well, if you think about it, the, where those chairs are, which be the water side. Right. Which would then be um, where the TV would be. So you'd have to have some room for chairs. Yeah. You see, you're working, you're working through the use case scenario, which is why I like using it first and then building around the use case, right. Of like, here's how this is really going to work for me. You know, the, in the picture that we're looking at, the seating is really a fence. It's not a, yeah, you could sit on it. And in some cases it would make for good, you know, Hey, you're having a party. People aren't getting, they're kind of moving around. They're not sitting there for long lengths of Place time. To put a drink. Yeah. A table. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, right on. Um, but you definitely, I like the size of that fire pit, right? That's a, it's probably 24 inch. I would imagine maybe a 30. Uh, this if we're is um, at the type of stone yeah. I was thinking about using. Yep. With- yep. Yep. And that's super easy. It's like Legos. You know, I like to glue those things together. I don't, I don't like to just use the gravity on them. I like to glue them and you need to get a kind of a heat, a heat rated glue to get it done. It have to be a lot, but just get one that can withstand some, some heats on that. And then you can kind of glue them together. They stick. But one of the things Jay is we're looking at this fire pit here. And if you got a metal ring on the inside, then you just need to make sure you're given an inch or two of space between the block and the metal so that air can kind of come up. And then I put a, an additional lip on the top of it that went up over the metal um, ring on the inside to kind of create that airflow. So you get that secondary burn on it hmm. there. But that is certainly a good way, those those kinds of bricks. I just would like a metal insert. You could do it this way where it's just brick. No, I like a no, metal insert. I definitely want the metal insert. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And not that. one of those... They have these metal inserts that just go across the top and they only go down about an inch. No, I'm talking like a full metal insert into it. No, absolutely. I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I that's what I prefer. Don't mean to make anybody dizzy here, but yeah. I think at the top of this. No. Uh Joe, yes, Joe. Yeah, feed bins. The the round horse, you know, you would put them out and yeah. throw feed in them and the horses, yes, those kinds of things. You yeah. know what? And being in Kentucky, that shouldn't be hard to come by. Should not be. No, you should be. Um, like yeah, Joe, Joe says uh, there's a cool trend now where they build outdoor patios based off those old feed bins and silos. Yeah, that's what I really want to do. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That one that you're showing right now, I don't know if that metal, I think that's just a metal yeah. ring around the top. That one doesn't and, look like right. the right one. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, fire pits are big business right now. There's a lot of a lot of um, you know a lot of options uh, for folks um, in there, uh, and a lot of a lot of decisions. Yeah, again, you know, you got to kind of think through like, do I want to build a fire pit first and see how it performs, and then build the stuff around it? Because some of that stuff's pretty permanent, you know. Oh, well, I guess good. the big biggest question is the electricity part because that has to be decided up front. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'd mock it up a little bit and and try some things. Your neighbors would think you're crazy, but mock it up a little. 
when I was putting the landscaping in, even <laughs> mine too. When I was putting the landscaping, uh, we put the fire pit first in first, and then I was using string to kind of mock up where I thought the retaining walls would be. It made a little pentagram. My kids came over and like, Dad, are you? <laughs> Do what's going on out there? You need to talk. <laughs> what's going? What's going on out there? Are you sacrificing things? <laughs> And I was like, no, it's just because it's an octagon, and that's the way it looks. So just, just, just a chill goat, out. just yeah, just, just ch- chickens. But, um, but it gave me a good, um, gave me a good feel for the other thing the, that mocking it up with string will do for you is give you some sight lines. So stand at the back door. So you know, run some string lines out of what you think it'll look like, and then go to the, go to the back door. And say, how does this look from here? Does it look straight? Did I get, is it in the right place? Does it, is it, is it centered on the things it should be centered on, so to speak, right? Is it taking advantage of natural pathways, right? Those are, I think those are all questions you want to ask yourself of how are people going to get out to this thing? How are they going to walk out there? Is it going to be, you know, for the last two years, it's been in grass, and, you know, after a rainstorm, you don't really want to be out in the grass, even though it might be a nice day. It's wet. The right. chairs sink into the grass, right, kind of thing. Um, certainly, we wore a path from, from I, before I, we, we didn't take the railing off the deck. I'm actually taking railing off the deck, and then I'm going to build some stairs down into mine. So That's the natural path will be come out the door, walk down the deck, walk off the steps, go in you're in wood chips that right you're not walking on grass you don't have to worry about muddy sh- you know muddy shoes and some of those kinds of things um so that mock-up will give you an opportunity to look at it for a while and for me i i like i i mocked it up for a week and and every day i looked at it like okay is am i sure this is what i wanted to do you know well i think you made a really good point about size and i didn't think about that that with our yard, it's it's a good size yard, but it's not huge because our because we back up to the water, we get half the yard that everybody else does, and it's nice because of the water, but it's also like I said, we lose the the size of the yard. So I think if I put right, a, right. a slightly smaller one in there, that that would be a better option, and it would give more room for chairs. And yeah. then I, I did think about the pathway like you're talking about. And if we put some sort of rockway or you could put the stones, I mean, there's, there's some options there. Yeah. That, yeah. that might, might work out. But yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of the, the TV, having the electricity, having a TV out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of nice. Well, it's better it's than sitting nice. inside to watch a game, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it gives you another option. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it also doesn't mean you have to have the fire pit on. Right. You know, well, that's what you I don't was have thinking. to be. Yeah. Just if you're outside watching the game, right. you just get a place to watch it. Right. Right. Yeah. You get yeah. a good, um, My yeah. It's going to hate yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, it's not, t- you, no. it, it's not that much more expensive to throw a TV out there. They're pretty, no, they're no, pretty, they're pretty inexpensive and they're light. And you just carry when you don't want it, like it doesn't have to, it's certainly, it's not going to live out there. So when you're done in the evenings, whatever, you pick it up, unplug it, pick it up, take it in, set it in the garage or whatever. Back to the kid's room. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Use exactly. Their TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that uh I hope that gives you some ideas. I uh, you know, I know that's a, maybe a little different format for home gadget geeks, but you 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 you're doing that, you're thinking about it. I had just done that. And I've been kind of thinking through all the tech stuff that I needed to to really make that I mean, you can add just a little bit of tech to that thing. You know, one of the cool things just to think about this is they've got Bose has got these speakers that look like rocks and they're designed to be outside all the time and they're Bluetooth enabled. And so rather having to figure out, uh, you know, like, Oh, I got to go grab this speaker and bring it out here. Rather have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, those are, you know, I mean, those are easy as possible for her. She's not going to carry out speakers. Right. She'll just want to go out there and sit. Yeah. The more stuff you got to take out to get the less you'll use it. You know, the more it's available, like I'm just going to go out and connect to this thing. If you're already running power, like, I mean, there could be, there could be some options for you. And then I, I don't, I don't, don't underestimate the lighting on this thing in even well, just mood, mood lighting, right. Of just marking out the paths or marking out the perimeter of it adds so much to just the ambiance of being out there. I think that's what we'd have to do. Like, like you were saying, either run a line or those ones with the solar tops to go along the pathways or to go around the thing. But there's, there'd be nothing of height. You wouldn't be able to have any lights unless you put a pole, but you wouldn't have any, any lights in the air. They'd all have to be on the ground. Right. But I like the idea of the stones, the Bluetooth stones, um, the stones, little bows and and there's off brands. Yeah, no, they're just out there. They're available. Right. They're they're rated for weather. You know, and it would look just better available. than carrying a Bluetooth brick outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's one of those things. Like, do you want to? I mean, some people do. We we I've got one that I use. I think it's charging over uh, on the other side. But I we put it on the deck. I'll connect it to the TV. I'll take it to the shed. I have there's multiple spots where I want to move that thing around to. So that works well for me. But and again, it's your it's it's right. your decision. But, but we have one that. if we want to do that. Yeah. But like for me, yeah. right now, the only time I ever sit on the patio at all, I'll I'll force myself to do it, and I'll go out there and I'll sit and I'll put my earbuds in, I'll listen to a podcast or something, and just sit there, and I enjoy it. But if you if there's a fire pit out there with the stones that already have the Bluetooth speakers, and I and I'm, I'm already in my backyard, I don't have to go in and grab something. Right. Just sit down, put my phone on, enjoy a few minutes outside, you know, take a work call or whatever I want to do. And I think that's a a really good opportunity, especially working from home, having options of different places to sit, you know, especially this summer when the kids are out of school. I'm lucky enough to have an office that I'm sitting in here. Um, So I'm lucky enough to have that. So I'm away from the family. But having another place like the fire pit area or the patio, they're just different options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of gives you gives you that. Um, Brian says you guys are giving me some good ideas for my patio. Yeah, yeah, I think there's those. This is where these little tech things can add so much value. I mean, when I bought that Energizer, I bought it at Menards. It was fifteen bucks. It may have been ten, and it's just a plugs in, and then it's got two power outlets on it. And it's just Wi-Fi enabled. 
and I can be in the shed and turn the power on and off. I, I just run an extension cord <laughs> out to the shed. Uh, and it's convenient. Like it makes it, I use it more because it's more convenient. And then Alex says you can hook the outdoor speakers to an amp that's connected to an AirPlay or Chromecast audio, and then you can stream to them as well. So your TV, you can also have your TV come out of those. I like that speakers. Yeah. Yeah. That makes for a, for a handy, uh, listen, when we're on the deck and I'm enjoying a bourbon and we got a cigar and we got a little Cuban music playing out of the speakers, you just, it takes you to another place, you know, it's important to me to have the, the fire pit because I want wood right now. We've got propane. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have the fire, you have the ambiance and stuff. It's nice, but I want the smell of the wood and all. Yeah. Yeah. So one more thing to think about on this, and it's, it's not what you think it is, but wood storage then has to be a consideration. Where are you going to stack this stuff? Like, and you don't want it too far from the, from the fire pit. Cause you don't want to have to walk to the other side of the side of the house, the other side of the yard. Um, how are you going to do this? Right. And you know, there's some options where you could have some you can have a really nice metal, uh, uh, like a wood storage unit that you, that you just keep that stocked all the time. And that'll be like one fire, basically. And you just fill that up and you keep the other wood on the other side of the yard or whatever, right? However you do that. Um, that's one way of doing it. Um, or uh, making sure that the path to the wood is convenient, right? If you're going to, if it's going to be in some place, make sure that you, there's no obstructions, between it's going to be dark in some cases, right? You you don't want to be going into the dark to get wood, right? Well, I've seen you know? those that look kind of like a bookshelf. They're black wrought iron, look like a bookshelf, yeah. you yep. stack up. So I've seen those that you could just put next to the pit. But I don't want it to. I don't want to take up any of the unless yeah. it looks nice. It might look nice and be part of it. Or maybe even build something in to that retaining wall that has storage in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you but, could. Well, I never thought of that. That'd be a cool little underneath right. the, un, like underneath the bench would be some storage for wood. Right. Maybe on the Ooh, two ends cool. of the horseshoe. Yeah. Yeah. Like now that. you're thinking. So now maybe you're thinking. you got enough to have one fire on each end. So you get two, two out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just refill them as you right. And up at the yeah. the backside of the house, there's plenty of room to put one of those metal boxes where you can store some wood. Yeah, Man. yeah. Well, one of the things to These think are about, things though, I haven't been thinking about. Yeah, wherever you're keeping your wood, uh, make sure it's got a um, a light that you either have easy access to to find, or comes on when you go out there to get it. Because there's nothing worse than you know, it's late. You've had a few bourbons. You're trying to get more wood. <laughs> You're stumbling around. You can't see anything. You jam your hand to get some wood and oh. you come out with a handful of splinters. Right. So, so like, <laughs> trust me, you make sure it's well, make sure that that area is well lit and it comes on. This is where, you know, it comes on when you show up. You don't want that light on all the time. But when you show up in that space, you want that light to come on so you can easily get to the wood. Safety. I'm Safety. trying to en- envision it. And my patio has that little leaf partition thing that b- blocks off the utilities. Yeah. 
But yeah. in that utility area is plenty of room to put some sort of wood storage. And it's all yeah. covered, so it wouldn't be an eyesore of any sort. Good. Yep. Yep. So. Joe, Joe makes a good point, depending upon what part of your country, and you're in this part of the country, uh, spiders, right? Yep. Some of the, just, just make sure you're, you're, you're doing whatever. Some people are against spraying, but you're doing whatever you need to do to make sure you're not getting a handful of spiders when you're going in there to, <laughs> to, to pull. Trust me, I pulled wood off the wood pile in a, in a, in a, a half sober state. And that's, it's never good if you get a handful of something. Yeah. You, you say that now and um, my wife will never go get wood. I'll be the <laughs> one to get in at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, can you go get some wood? I think can we're you running get some more wood. We're, we're running low. My, my oldest is kind of a pyro and, uh, he, he, so he builds the fire. So I literally, when he's over here, he just keeps the thing stocked. And, uh, and so I never have to kind of, wor uh, wor you know, worry about that, kind of worry about that piece. So, well, that's a good point too, with the, being the wood instead of the propane, how are you lighting them? Um, yeah, so I've actually have gone to fire kind of fire starter products, whatever those you can get them at Menards or you can get them at any of the big box stores and they're just, and you can buy these from people. They're just, you know, what, that whatever, like wood chips that are put together with, with, you know, with some kind of flammable product, you put it in the middle, just light it and go it starting a fire with paper is the dirtiest. I mean, you can do it but it, the paper just floats all over the place. And, and I've just find getting a fire starter, you can buy them, you know, they're, they're available commercially uh, yeah, as we well. It's just a little them. cleaner. Yeah. My, my neighbor brought me some lemon, lemongrass from, from she had planted last year and it had over the winter, you know, and dies, dries out. She cut it at the stock, rolled it up for me. And then gave it to me. She, she gave me three of these bundles. She goes, this is really good fire starter. I was like, thanks. Thank you. This is awesome. This is <laughs> awesome. I said, does it smell good? She goes, no, it just smells like fire. But but uh, but you can, I'd recommend getting some kind of fire starter from a, you know, wood product or something along yeah, those no, lines. Yeah, no, I like that those. idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, me not knowing anything, I'd be out there with gas pouring it on there. So that's, that's <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want to do, you don't want to do that for sure. I, when I was younger, I did that one time and I thought the embers were all out and I poured gas. They weren't all out. Whoosh. I did just about burn the house down. So it was not, <laughs> was, was not, was Man. not very smart. Well, Jay, I think, boy, that's a quick hour uh, and some change, but I think we've, uh, I think we've got you all set on your fire pit and some, some gadgets to go to kind of go along, and I, and I hear you have a new guitar. Maybe you'll be playing out there uh, um, by the fire I will pit. Not, maybe? But my daughter will. Um, yeah. If you did, you win a new guitar. My daughter did. We went to a, a convention a couple weeks ago, a real large convention, and in the background there, there's a guitar. It's a Stratocaster sitting on that chair. Um, so it's it's nice. It's really nice. And she wanted, she scanned a QR code, one of like hundreds of thousands of people. And she was insisting that she was going to win. And she did. I don't she know how she, she does it, but <laughs> so, she did it. So you have a guitar. <laughs> Literally. I mean, well, you're in the right part got a of the text message saying, you won. And then I'm like, yeah. okay, let's see what happens. And then so it's like, what's your address? <laughs> and I'm like, I was hesitant, but I gave the address. And next thing you know, boom, here's your guitar. Uh, that's cool. So, but that's it's a, cool. a beautiful Stratocaster. I mean, 
I mean, it's nice. I don't, it's right-handed. I don't. I play left-handed, so it's not going to do me any good. But what are you going to do with it? She, she's going to play it. She's, oh, okay. What's sad is we just bought her a Stratocaster, <laughs> the, the identical one, but it's teal green. That's her favorite color: teal, okay. green, blue. Okay. Um, but she's got that, and that's what she's playing. And I didn't know these were real things, but she's going to the School of Rock. You know, the movie with... Um, yeah, yeah, Jack Black. Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah, they actually have those. And there's one here in Northern Kentucky, and she's going to go to it. And she went down and got her first free lesson. And what they do is they give you one lesson a week and then two band practices. Wow. So I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. See a bunch that of kids cool. in there playing rock Rocking songs and out. stuff. And well, that's cool. And her that's favorite cool. band is Arctic Monkeys. So I never heard of them. Yeah, I never heard of them either, but they're <laughs> they're a pop rockish type band. And they're not that bad. Um for her to pick that as her band, I, I can I can get with that because it's yeah. it's hard enough for me. I'm I'm into mm-hmm. hard rock music. How old is she? She's thirteen. Just okay. turned thirteen. Yeah, perfect, perfect age. Yeah, yeah perfect age for that. Well that's and cool. She plays saxophone now. One of my um connections in the music industry sells instruments. And I asked him if he could find us a saxophone. He sent one over to us. And wow. so we got got it a really good deal. And she's been playing saxophone for the past couple of years. And I didn't realize this, but when she went to take her guitar lesson, they they came out to me and told me how impressed they were because she could already read music. Yep, yep, yep. I never, yeah. never even thought about that. But she yeah. was re- reading music yeah. and she was good playing Arctic Monkeys on her first lesson. So good for her. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. You have to... You might uh, be visiting her in Nashville uh, at some point in time, you know, and, yeah. and uh, it's a tough town. It's a tough town for so music. I, I worked there for <laughs> 20 years and yeah. it yeah. is tough. And what's funny is they always say, oh, you know, you're an overnight success. It's like, no, I've been playing the same yeah. bar for 10 years. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. but no, I mean, I've been lucky enough to work with some of the best of the best in the industry in Nashville and and she gets, she's lucky now and she, she doesn't realize she's lucky because she thinks that yeah. just everybody does, knows this, right? Everybody's <laughs> dad is friends with this person. Right, right. But right. if I do get lucky enough to have somebody on the phone or on a Zoom call or something like this, she can ask questions and she gets these mm-hmm. little tips and tricks from all these people. Yeah, nice. Not well. You got to, you just got to work the angles that you have available to you, right? So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. How, well, Jay, I will expect. Uh, you're in the regular rotation. So I will expect in the fall when I have you back on, we, we need to see some fire pit uh, pictures. Yes. And, uh, and, and I and will it, come back with photos and I will explain what technology was put into it. Yeah. Because I never, I until you told me that, Jim, I never thought of putting technology into my fire pit. Yeah. Yeah. Most so, people don't. There's okay. lots of good stuff. Yeah. Lots of good stuff to get it done. And, and you can overdo it too, but. Why not? I mean, everything that can be done should be overdone. So I will overdo it. I will over because <laughs> I'm that that guy. Yeah. But and Jim, yeah, yeah. I you're. I, I know we're wrapping up, but I'll make this quick. <laughs> no, we're I sure. know you're a monitor guy. Yeah, for sure. And I've done it again. I've added another monitor in my system. Yes. Yeah. So how many do you have? I have three, four currently. Nice. Three. Nice. In two in front of me and one above me is the, the mm-hmm. TV. 
-hmm. So I was using just one in the TV because the two were interfering with the audio monitors. Mm -hmm. But I got a double mount that is screwed in and fixed to my desk now. Mm -hmm. For the monitors. Double mount for the monitors. For the monitors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what that has done is that's relieved the desk space that was being taken up by the, because the monitor stands yeah. were big. Yeah. Yeah. They're big. Yeah. So by fixing this mount to the desk and I have two movable arms, like scissor arms, kind of like our mic stands. So it allows me to put the monitors back. Yeah. Which now takes them out of my audio f field. And when I'm mixing music, I can fold the monitors in and I can even dip them down. Nice. Out of the way completely. Yeah. But what it has done that I'm finding workarounds for now is I used to have, because I had only the one monitor in front of me, I had the camera above the monitor so I could right. look at the camera, see you, everything's fine. Right, right. But now the camera's in between the two monitors. Right. So if I'm looking at you, I'm kind of looking like this. Yes. Yep. Yep. So what I did was I bought a camera mount. Mm -hmm. Because I had no way of putting it on a monitor anymore. Right, right. So I bought a camera mount that, again, screws onto the desk. Uh -huh. It's just a pole sticking up. Yep. You can put any camera you want. Mirrorless, Fixed pole whatever. or is it one of those flexible ones that that you can kind of move around? It's fixed in the fact that it's only straight. Okay. But it. it's movable and, and it goes up like a mic stand would do. And right. it swivels side to side. Got it. it doesn't Got swivel it. forward and back. Okay. Good. Yeah. So um, that's that's what I have going on. But I didn't think of the fact that now I'm looking off. If I look at a screen, yep. my head is not yep. straight on anymore. Yeah. It's, it's with – and I catch myself doing this all the time. You know, I got chat over here. And so when I'm – you know, I'm doing Saturday morning, ask the podcast coach with Dave right. and I'm, I'm looking over here. It's very obvious. I mean, you can't get it all in one space. You can't be looking at the camera all the time. No. Jay. I mean, for me to see the <laughs> chat tonight, normally when it's my show, I have the windows on my left monitor. So that way my chat is right next to the camera. Right, right. Tonight, right. because you're on the left side and I want to be able to see you, I moved you to the other screen. So you're on the right, right screen. Right. But then now that puts the chat on the far right. right. So for me to read yeah. the chat, I'm way over here. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it is a problem. You know, it's a give and take. Yeah. It is a problem with having that much real estate to, to do, you know, things with. And it's surprising, you know, 34-inch uh, ultra wide here. But the chat is in the middle. It I'm looking off screen, you know, and it's just, it is what it is, right? I mean, it, just, in, you, you're making some choices. You can't look at the screen all the time. It To me, that hasn't bothered me. Like if I'm doing, when I do my show, I, I'm more concerned about what the audio is going to be like. Right, right. So I'm not worried about it. The, but the only problem with that is if I'm, if you're my guest, I want to look at you when I'm, when we're yeah, talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, yeah. that's the hard part because yeah, if, yeah. If I'm looking at you, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, yeah. But well, I, I put, put the uh, – sorry. Ahead. I also put the lights on a mount. So yes. now I've got yep. like four mounting systems on my desk. It's freed up all, this, yeah. all the space. <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of nice to get that. And I actually put my speakers – I did the same thing, except I put the speakers just under – I lifted the monitors high enough 
that I could bring my, my, you know, shelf bookshelf. Is that what they call them? Speakers. I could put them oh, yeah. right underneath the monitors. And so they're unobstructed. And I got one, I have one right in front of me and one off to the right. I'm not doing anything that requires it to be exactly stereo for what, whatever I'm doing, but I've got one facing directly at me. And then I got one coming from the right and it works perfectly. Actually for this setting, I never am. I never have the speakers because I'm using earbuds. Right. So it doesn't matter. The speakers are more optimized for the YouTube and for the, you know, for the, for those, the TV and the YouTube that I, that I run through it as well. So, Lots I of good work. options. I like it, Jay. I'm proud of you for buying another monitor. Nice job. Well, I used to have the two monitors, so I had the monitor here. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I have three of them. I'm letting my wife use the other one. So, But I have the audio monitors, which are perfectly laser beamed out and all that stuff, so it sounds yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. I don't right. want to obstruct them. But now, I was by getting everything off the desk, I've got the mixing console here in front of me, which yeah. is nice rather than having that yeah. off to a side. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's it, getting that stuff kind of optimized for your own workflow. There's yeah. no perfect well, workflow except is. the one that works for you, right? That's exactly and, and the, the point. Yeah, yeah. Getting that, getting that all. I mean, I'd love to have. I, I've got a a Surface Pro and another monitor here that just runs my weather station, and I like to watch the weather all the time. And you most are people a are like, guy, "Aren't you?" Yeah, I am a weather nerd, and uh, most people are like, "Seriously?" I'm like. That's what makes me feel good. I like to have, I like to know what's coming up. I like, I like to know. I like to know when it's going to be a nice evening and I can enjoy a cigar and some, some whiskey on the deck. You know, that stuff's important to me. So So when you're speaking of that, our friends in Dallas are getting leveled right now with a thunderstorm. Holy moly. Sorry about that. Dallas friends. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. So when you're when you're doing your shows and you have your chat windows and stuff, are you using the same computer to do all of your monitors, or do you run anything on a yeah. separate computer? No, for the show, I do. It comes off all off the Mac. Yeah, because I have and my, one single my laptop off to my side too. Yeah, yeah, you and can do that. I well, I used to use it for LinkedIn because LinkedIn's comments don't come up in well, they do mm-hmm. now, but Facebook doesn't come up in um. Right. StreamYard. Right. Some of Facebook does. There's three. You got Facebook page, group, and right. Um, right. whatever the other one was. But, yeah, so there's all sorts of workarounds, but I end up with 50 screens. Yeah. Yeah. It Well, it can be. I, I like it that way. I Like I said, I try to optimize for sound as opposed to video, but it is what it is, right? Well, I, that's I, exactly what I do because yeah. it's going to be a podcast at some point somewhere in audio right podcast right at, at the, yeah i don't get enough video i don't get enough video views for it to matter just to be honest but for this kind of stuff you know for the five or 12 or whatever we get on a live show uh, you know I, I hope i can't look right i mean my camera is right above me right here and so whether i'm looking at you or looking at me it's hard to tell the difference because I, this is the advantage. I have these really kind of squinty eyes. They're hard to see. So like, you don't even know what I'm looking at anyways. I could be sleeping most of the time and you'd never, you'd never know. But we have time for one more quick. Yeah. 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 Go. Yeah. My, the, our show last night, we were talking about advertising and talking about, you know, putting videos up on YouTube and, yeah. Most of the time, videos aren't getting much play on YouTube, especially when we do right. our streams. Right, you know, for sure. For whatever for reason, sure. it's always yeah. low numbers. Right. Um, 
However, I posted a video right before the, the show last night. I just did a, a clip of a, one of our episodes. So one of the interviews I did was a woman named Gina Grad. She's the used to be the news person for Adam Carolla. And I was talking to her, and I, I just made a two-and-a-half, maybe three-minute clip, put it on YouTube, and normally 40 views, something like that. It had just under 2,000 right before the show. Wow. No rhyme or reason. No, yeah. re- have no idea why. It just, boom, pff, there it is. And then I've got others that I put up and I get 40 views. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Did, was it a reel on YouTube? No, I've been using, I've been using the YouTube shorts as well. Shorts. That's the, that's the right term. Yeah. Shorts. I, experimenting with it. And I've yeah. probably maybe have 20, 25 of them posted at this point. Just <sighs> under minute long clips, usually 30-second yeah. clips. Yeah. And those, again, no rhyme, no reason. Yeah. The most of them are like one, five, you know, 30, 40 views. Mm-hmm. Now that I've got a few of them up there, they're getting like 200. But I've had two videos do about one and a half thousand. Mm-hmm. And I've got one, one of them that did 7,000. So three of them got really good views. The rest of them, 30, yeah. 40. Yeah. So I, I, it's a I, weird, it's I a do weird not system. understand why. Nah, it's a weird system. It's a weird, it's a weird, weird system. I, I wish I could take advantage of it more. I don't, for for most of the folks that listen to this show, they don't care. We're doing some different things at Gallup where it does matter. And so it, it, uh, we're getting some different results there, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's certainly available out there and, um, it's interesting. I just, I don't mess with it as much as I probably should. Well, we teach so. the musicians how to market themselves. Yeah. And one of the things that everybody wants is social media. And yeah. so I want to experiment and find things that truly work. Yeah. And yeah. so we experiment with everything, the thumbnails, we experiment with the titles, we experiment with everything. And, but there was no rhyme or reason. There was nothing different from yesterday's video than things we've done in the past. And right out of the gate, it got a large number of views mm-hmm. and it stalled again. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's gone yeah. past 2,500 views. Right. But. Yeah. Well, I think comedy, comedy is perfect for that, for those kinds of, you know, stand up the, the, the reels or the shorts that I watch. The comedy ones are the best. I think that's I love a, it. yeah, that's a good. I get introduced. Good I mean, I'm a big comedy that. fan and. I've I've done stand up quite a bit, so I enjoy it. That's part of what I like to do. Yeah. But I've come across some comedians that I've never heard of that are just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's good. Good exposure, right? So, well, Jay, hang tight for me one second. Let me we'll let me wrap so. this thing up. We'll do it. Smidge in the post show. A couple reminders on the way. Well, one, Jay, thanks for coming out. Two, yeah, it's always great to have you. Um, uh, if you, if you want to contact the show, send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. You can leave a message. If you want to do that home there's a little blue, uh, button down there. Nobody uses it. So I don't know why I keep saying it, but, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I will say though, the average guy.tv platform, both web and media hosting powered by Maple Grove partners, get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know, and you trust, and you know, that's Christian. You can get. More information, maplegrovepartners.com. And he's setting up just about any kind of hosting you can imagine. And he's doing a bang up job of doing it. Plans start as little as 10 bucks a month. So 
give it a try. And then one remo- one more reminder, not one more, but uh, here at the end of the show, uh, if you haven't tried HelloFresh yet, uh, or if you want to try it again, well, I shouldn't say try it again. If you haven't tried it yet, they got, they're giving you 110 bucks right now off of plans, $40 off the first month alone. So if you want to give it a try, it has revolutionized the way I cook. We just eat a whole lot better with it. Check it out. TheAverageGuy.tv slash HelloFresh. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv slash uh, forward slash live. And love to have you a, a part of it. If you're listening to the audio and uh, you've never come out for a live show, why not? Why not come out and join us Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Love to have you a part of the, at least in the chat room uh, as well. Next week, Marv B is back. You know Marv, he's been on the show before. He's always a ton of fun. Marv B is coming back, and I'm sure we'll have some uh, some networking stuff and some enterprise stuff. And Marv's just a good time. So come back next week. Make sure you join us live. For everyone uh, listening live, Alex, Joe, Ken, Brian, and Tony, who's out there, thanks for coming out. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.